Okay, good evening. Today is January 20th, 2020, and this is the Walk With God podcast and YouTube channel. I want to say welcome to all who are watching or listening, either right now or later, and thank you for joining me. This is a, a podcast and a YouTube channel that its goal is a daily walk with God in His Word and to read from the uh, four different sections of Scripture each day, from the Psalms that really reveal the heart of man toward God and the heart of God toward man and help us to understand how we're supposed to have a kind of a, a prayer-based and worshipful relationship with Him. The Old Testament, and starting with Genesis, and learning the history of where we came from, where the world came from, where the, the Hebrew nation that would bring Christ into the world, that Christ would choose to come through into the world, came from. And looking through the book of Proverbs, which is the wisdom of God, and looking in the New Testament from the birth of Christ, from Matthew in the Gospels, all the way to the revelation of Jesus Christ at the end of the Bible and how things are going to be at the end. So I want to say thank you once again for joining me. Let's open with a word of prayer, and then we will begin to read from Psalm 18, verses 1 through 15, Genesis 41 through uh, Genesis 42, 17, Proverbs chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, and Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 through 46. Let's open with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord God, for this time. Thank you for this day. Thank you for all that you have done for us, Lord, and for all that you are doing and all that you will do. Lord, I pray that you would open our hearts to receive your word. Please speak to the heart and the mind of each and every listener, and even to me, Lord, as I read your word. Help us to gain your message, to gain your your word that you want us to gain and to write it upon our hearts and our minds to help us to study your word, to know your truth, that um, your word is truth and perfect truth and you, that you, Lord, are perfect truth. Help us to learn from you and to grow in our relationship with you, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, let's jump right into it. In uh, Psalm chapter 18, verse 1. I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about, the snares of death prevented me. In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills were moved and were shaken because he was wroth. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils, and fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also, and came down, and darkness was under his feet. He rode upon a cherub, and did fly. Yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. At the brightness that was before him his thick clouds passed, hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the highest gave his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. 
Yea, he sent out his arrows and scattered them, and he shot out lightnings and discomfited them. Then the channels of waters were seen, and the foundations of the world were discovered at thy rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of thy nostrils. Wow. The psalm, uh, this psalm, declaring just the majesty, the, the power of God, that he rides upon the wings of the wind, that he flies upon the wings of the wind, that uh, darkness is his secret place, and that he made that, and that at the brightness that was before him, his thick clouds passed. Man, this is just the power of God at his coming shakes the very foundations of the earth. And also that uh, David is calling upon the Lord, a psalm of David, that he's calling upon the Lord and he's trusting the Lord, my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, my buckler, my salvation, my high tower. These are all words of protection, of deliverance, of safety, of shelter. We should know that we can trust the Lord as our safety and as our shelter. He is a mighty God to save. Turn to Genesis with me today. Genesis chapter 41. We're going to start with verse 17. Genesis 41. Verse 17, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, In my dream, behold, I stood upon the bank of the river, and behold, there came up out of the river seven kine, fat-fleshed and well-favored, and they fed in a meadow. And behold, seven other kine came up after them, poor and very ill-favored and lean-fleshed, such as I never saw in all the land of Egypt for badness. And the lean and the ill-favored kine did eat up the first seven fat kine, and when they, they had eaten them up, it could not be known that they had eaten them, but they were still ill-favored Ill as at the beginning. So I awoke, and I saw in my dream, and behold, seven ears came up in one stalk, full and good. And behold, seven ears withered, thin, and blasted with the east wind, sprung up after them. And the thin ears devoured the seven good ears, and I told this unto the magicians, but there was none that could declare it to me. And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, The dream of Pharaoh is one. God hath showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good kine are seven years, and the seven good ears are seven, e seven years. The dream is one. And the seven thin and ill-favored kine that came up after them are seven years. And the seven empty ears blasted with the east wind shall be seven years of famine. This is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh. What God is about to do he showeth unto Pharaoh. Behold, there come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt, and there shall, shall arise after them seven years of famine, and all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land. And the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of that famine following, for it shall be very grievous. And for that, <clears throat> excuse me, and for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice, it is because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Now therefore, let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise, and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this, and let him appoint officers over the land, and take up the fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years, and let them gather all the food of those good years that come, and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh, and let them keep food in the cities. And that food shall be for store to the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land perish not through the famine. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh, and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? 
And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, Forasmuch as God hath showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh took off his ring from his hand and put it upon Joseph's hand, and arrayed him in vestures of fine linen, and put a gold chain about his neck. And he made him to ride in the second chariot which he had, and they cried before him, Bow the knee, and he made him ruler over all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without thee shall no man lift up his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. And Pharaoh called Joseph's name zaphnath paneah and he gave, uh, gave him to wife Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, Potipharah, priest of On. And Joseph went out over all the land of Egypt. And Joseph was thirty years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. And in the seven plenteous years the earth, was, the earth brought forth by handfuls. And he gathered up all the food of the seven years, which were in the land of Egypt, and laid up the food in the cities. The food of the field, which was round about every city, laid he up in the same. And Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sea very much until he left numbering, for it was without number. And unto Joseph were born two sons before the years of the famine came, which Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, bare unto him. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for God, said he, hath made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. And the name of the second called he Ephraim, for God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. And the seven years of plenteousness that was in the land of Egypt were ended, and the seven years of dearth began to come, according as Joseph had said, and the dearth was in all lands, but in all the land of Egypt there was bread. And when all the land of Egypt was famished, the people cried to Pharaoh for bread. And Pharaoh said unto all the Egyptians, Go unto Joseph, what he saith to you, do. And the famine was over all the face of the earth. And Joseph opened all the storehouses, and sold unto the, the Egyptians. And the famine waxed sore in the land of Egypt. And all countries came into Egypt to Joseph for to buy corn, because that the famine was so sore in all lands. Chapter 42 now when Jacob saw that there was corn in Egypt, Jacob said unto his sons, Why do you look one upon another? And he said, Behold, I have heard that there is corn in Egypt. Get you down thither, and buy for us from thence, that we may live and not die. And Joseph's ten brethren went down to buy corn in Egypt. But Benjamin, Joseph's brother, Jacob sent not with his brethren, for he said, Lest peradventure mischief befall him. And the sons of Israel came to buy corn among those that came, for the famine was in the land of Canaan. And Joseph was, was the governor over the land, and he it was that sold to all the people of the land. And Joseph's brethren came and bowed down themselves before him with their faces to the earth. And Joseph saw his brethren, and he knew them, but made himself strange unto them, and spake roughly unto them. And he said unto them, Whence come ye? And they said, From the land of Canaan to buy food. And Joseph knew his brethren, but they knew him knew not him. And Joseph remembered the dreams which he dreamed of them, and said unto them, Ye are spies, to see the nakedness of the land ye are come. And they said unto him, Nay, my lord, but to buy food are thy servants come. 
We are all one man's sons. We are true men. Thy servants are no spies. And he said unto them, Nay, but to see the nakedness of the land ye are come. And they said, Thy servants are twelve brethren, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And behold, the youngest is this day with our father, and one is not. And Joseph said unto them, That is it that I spake unto you, saying, Ye are spies. Hereby ye shall be proved. By the life of Pharaoh ye shall not go forth hence, except your youngest brother come hither. Send one of you, and let him fetch your brother, and ye shall be kept in prison, that your words may be proved, whether there be any truth in you, or else by the life of Pharaoh surely ye are spies. And he put them all together into ward three days. Here we see that Joseph has given wise um, wise. Uh, counsel and understanding to Pharaoh when he explained Pharaoh's dreams to him, that these are the words of the Lord, these are the warnings of the Lord that are coming, and the things that are sh uh, shortly come to pass, that it was doubled, it was from the Lord, and that will be great, and it will come shortly. And so Pharaoh takes Joseph, and he puts him in charge of all the land. How crazy is this? How amazing is this, that someone who's a prisoner one day is then exalted to the second highest position in all the land of Egypt, all in the same day, because he declares the wisdom of God and stays faithful and trusts in the Lord and declares the Lord's wisdom to Pharaoh. And then we see that he's in charge. The land is hit. Uh, well, the land goes through seven years of plenty, and they store up all of this. And one fifth, like 20% of everything. And it was said that this was such a great increase in the amount of crops that it was just large. And by far, they had more food that they even knew than they even knew what to do with and uh, more food than anything. And so they stored up all a fifth of this food, 20% for seven years. And then when the, the famine hit uh, for the first couple of uh, at least for the first year, this was a, a bad famine that um, the, the Egyptians, they ran through all of their personal stores and personal food. And then they went to Joseph and they asked him for food. And then it hit all of the surrounding lands. And so all these surrounding lands from Canaan and, uh, and any other areas where it, it was a very rough drought and, and uh, very hard to grow food, they came and they found food in Egypt and bought food as well. And now we're seeing that his brothers, the ones that sold him into slavery are now coming and fulfilling his dreams that he had, that the Lord gave unto him as a child and they're bowing down to him. And at first he, he kind of, uh, he tests them and he's trying them and he's saying, uh, no, you're spies. You're spies. You're come to see the nakedness of the land. You're some. You're come to uh, take possession of it and to uh, find out its weaknesses. But they're no, no, no. We're just trying to buy food for our families, and so he puts them into ward for three days, and that's where we're going to continue tomorrow. Now, turn with me to Proverbs, if you were, if you would, Proverbs chapter four, and we're going to go uh, and look at the first six verses of the book of. Um, Proverbs chapter 4. Hear, ye children, the instruction of a father, and attend to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. For I was, in, I was my father's son, tender and only beloved in the sight of my mother. 
He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments, and live. Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Here we see a wise father instructs his children in the ways to go. And he starts sometimes even with the instruction of instruction, the instruction of wisdom. And he, I imagine seeing this um, from Solomon writing this about possibly David, his father, instructing him, hear ye children, the instruction of a father for I give you good doctrine, forsake ye not my law. I see, and I imagine the father also giving these words to David and to uh, the father God giving these words to write down and say, and declaring them even to us. Hear the instruction of a father. Attend to no understanding. Be present. Listen to me. Hear my words. And, uh, that I love you, and if you love wisdom, and if, if you forsake her not, and if you decline not from her words and from wisdom, if you love her, she shall keep thee. If you forsake her not, she shall preserve thee. This will help you throughout all of your days, even to your old age. Turn with me now, if you would, to Matthew chapter 13. We're going to study Matthew chapter 13, verses 24 through 46. Matthew chapter 13, chap verse uh, 24 is where we're going to start. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat, and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? And he said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together unto the, until the harvest. And in the time of harvest I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds. But when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs, and becometh a tree, so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. Another parable spake he unto them, The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took, and hid in three measures of meal, till the whole was leavened. All these things spake Jesus unto the multitude in parables, and without a parable spake he not unto them, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables, I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. Then Jesus sent the multitude away, and went into the house, and his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. 
The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in a field, the which, when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth, and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Man, this is just amazing teachings from the Lord Jesus Christ. He, he's fulfilling prophecy right now. Just by speaking in parables to the people, he fulfills the prophecies from uh, people like Isaiah and uh, and and uh, and Elisha and Elijah when and uh, I'm sorry, uh, really the the um, the prophecies from Isaiah that he would speak to par to people in parables and that they would they would teach thing he would teach things to them and we see here really that after he speaks these parables he sends the people away and then the disciples come to him because they didn't really have any great understanding of this, of these parables he was speaking. And so Jesus, of the three entire years that he spent on this earth, which is not that great of a time, he takes precious hours and he spends with his disciples and he answers their questions and he spends time mentoring them and teaching them and training them and declaring the scriptures unto them from the Old Testament that show forth these things and these prophecies. And so, so that they can write about these later. And he said unto them, he that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. That the world has this good seed and this bad seed that are sown into it. That we have the people that are saved, that they're the children of God, that they are the children of the kingdom, that they're serving God, that they're loving God, but you also have the children of the devil, that the children of the wicked one, and that the enemy is sowing into their heart, and they're the servant of him, and they're the, uh, the children of the devil because the devil, uh, the devil is the father of lies, and later Jesus calls, um, you're the, uh, calls out the Pharisees as being the children of your father, the devil, which is the father of lies, because he is the father of it, of lies. And so we have here that a warning also that at the end of the earth, the angels will gather all. The, both the good and the bad, and the good will be kept into his barn, representing heaven, representing the kingdom of God, but the wicked, the tares, will be cast into a furnace of fire, and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Uh, to anyone that's saying that Jesus doesn't preach on hell, they need to read 
the very words of God, Jesus' words himself, where Jesus many times preached on hell and preached more on hell sometimes than he did on heaven. And we need to take good notice of it. We need to also warn our our fellow human beings that there is a hell, there is a, a righteous God that will judge, but there's a, a an amazing, wonderful, loving Savior who died for their sins, that no man would have to go to hell, but all could call upon his name and trust in him for their salvation. We also see here that the kingdom of heaven is like a, a treasure hidden in a field and a man, when he found this treasure, like the Lord Jesus Christ, when he found the treasure, he went and he sold all that he had. The Lord came down and he gave everything. He gave his entire life. He came, he gave and surrendered temporarily his deity, his godhood, to live an incarnate, fully man, fully human life upon this earth, to come and to serve and to die for all man's sins. And also that the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. This is uh, also kind of declaring that the, uh, the world, the the even the Gentile nations, which is sometimes referred to as like the sea and the treasures of the sea are part of that Gentile world in there. Here, it's uh, through symbolism talking about one pearl of great price is the treasure of the world, which is the children of God in the Gentile nations that will trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as their savior. And he sold all that he had and he bought that as well. So not just for the Jews, not just for Jerusalem, not just for Israel, but also for the entire world. Jesus is preaching on these parables that's revealing his truth, his mindset, his love for all mankind. Friend, do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Do you Have you trusted in him for your salvation? Have you recognized that he has paid a great price to purchase your soul and to pay the cost of all of your sin? Please, if you haven't yet, trust in him as your Lord and Savior. Ask him to forgive your sin and to come into your heart and to save you and to be your Lord. Thank you for joining me today. I hope this has been a blessing to you. I know it has been a blessing to me. And I look forward to reading the Word of God with you tomorrow at the next episode of the Walk with God podcast. God bless you and have a good night.